0: As quickly as you can, snatch the pebble from my hand.
1: When you take the pebble from my hand,
0: it will be time for you to leave. What's going on, dragons? It's your boy, Roy Robb, back at you, your seafood for the day with another great episode of Enter the Last Dragon Podcast. I had the opportunity to sit down with Montel Quick-Jackson, a UFC baron weight fighter who is going to give you a little bit of his why before we get into that gotta pay them bills this week's episode is brought to you by Logic Martial Arts if you are in the St. Louis area and you're interested in learning self defense you can reach Brian Davis with Logic Martial Arts at 618-304-9568 now let's get into some martial arts But Montel Quick Jackson, what's the word, I'm brother? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. How you guys doing? Good, man. Good. I'm glad you made it on the show. You know what I'm saying? End of the last dragon had to feature you. You doing your thing on the martial arts side, man. Tell tell my listeners who you are, man. Let's let us know who you are, what you do, what you love, what your interests are. Give us a gl- little quick snapshot.
1: Okay, uh my name is Montel Quick Jackson from see UC uh Bannerweight. Um my last fight was August 13th, I mean April thirteenth, two thousand nineteen
0: at Atlanta. Nice man, nice, nice. So you've been in how long you been in the UFC now? This will be my this would be my sophomore year in the UFC. So how how's it feel, man? Like when you when you got to sign that that those papers and 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 you you probably you have I bet you've had a conversation or two with Dana White I'm assuming right, like how does yeah. it feel man how does it feel happening that when you sit down and you signed your name like I'm finna be fighting for that first you got that contract how that feel?
1: Uh, for me it was kind of like I was belated, but I was just like okay, th- th- this is one step towards my journey.
0: That's good man, that's good I did de- now, do you feel like even now um your sophomore season you in your sophomore year, do you feel like it's just a long road? there's so much more to learn? you're constantly learning every day, yeah, man, I
1: learn every day, every day I learn something to do sometimes I relearn the things that are I think I already learned
0: that's crazy do you uh do you spend more energy now? um trying to figure out ways to take care of your body because you you're like what do you what's 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 some of the things that keep you up at night not about the your opponents but about your progress in that your growth in the professional world of fighting
1: oh one of the things that keep me up at night is just reading man just reading books um Mm -hmm. always learning looking at stuff from different angles
0: that's what i'm wondering
1: Yeah, just truly, just trying to keep my mind like open, man, open and receptive to like learning new stuff. Do you clean away anything that's like negative?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do do you do you uh do you study a lot of fights? Like, who are you? How do you uh how do you train for a lot of your stuff?
1: Oh man, I just I I do what I do best, man. That is it, man. Um, I, I I leave like film study and everything. I leave all that up to the coaches, man. I just fight man. I I take advantage of of what's in front of me and yeah. what's presented at the world. but I, I really don't study no film of anybody, man. But like I I do like to watch like some of like the old school grades, uh, yeah. some of the greats. Try to like steal a little bit of what they're good at. Take it all, you know, take a little bit from everybody, mix it all together and you know, we're gonna shake it up and see what we get.
0: Now what school are you fighting out of? Where do you train it?
1: I train uh, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and the school I fired out of is uh, Pura Vida, Jiu-Jitsu, MMA.
0: That's cool, man. And how long have you been with them? And uh, tell us a little bit about that journey.
1: I, I've been with them for like almost three years. Uh, I came over to Pira Vida like right before I went uh, pro. Okay. Uh, I, I just came back from Thailand, so I had just like fully made the jump to join Pura Vida.
0: Now, what was going on in Thailand? What were you doing over there?
1: I was training uh, Muay Thai and, Thai and I was training Muay Thai and like Dutch kickboxing or whatever else they had to offer there, man. I was training out there for like five weeks over at Pucket Top Team.
0: Oh, straight up. Yeah, hell yeah. That, that, was that like a scholarship? How did they do that? How did that work?
1: Man, I just, I just, I just put some money aside, man. and was like I'm going to Thailand, man. Let's go to Thailand.
0: Dude, that's crazy. So, like, you saved up for a certain time. Uh, you went out there with ATT, right? American top team, you said? Uh, Pucket top team. I'm never, okay, I'm not familiar with that school. You're going to have to hit t- t- tell me about them later. But uh, you, 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 you was out there for five weeks and you really was just got a chance to hone in on your skills. Like, kind of give me the breakdown on how that worked. Uh,
1: well, not, I, uh, I just, like, to be honest with you, man, I just, I just wanted to see something else, see something different, and yeah. like really just see if like if my skill set stack up against some of the best in the world striking wise, and then also like I just I just wanted to relax, just focus on pure training, man, pure That's training, good. living
0: life. Did they? Did they? Uh, how did you? How did you fare out there? How did you feel that competition was, especially on Muay Thai?
1: Oh man, I'm a bad
0: motherfucker. <laughs> you feel you feel pretty good over there. You feel good, of course, man. Of course, that's good. So, like, do you? Is it uh like so? What's your weight? Uh, you said you battle weight. Is it right?
1: Yep, I fight at one thirty five.
0: So at one thirty
1: five.
0: So did you all your Muay Thai fights that same weight class?
1: No, man. I I was still an amateur when I when I went up there. So that. That's what made it even more crazier, man. Like, me being an amateur, and like, I only had like, I think, like, I had 10 amateur fights when I, uh, well, 10, 10 amateur uh, mixed martial arts fights when I went out there.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: and I, I was, I was, I was, oh, man, I was demolishing people, man. Some of the best in the world, man. <laughs>
0: what? <laughs> that's crazy. So, that's crazy. So then, um, what what happened next? Like, so you got back here? Did your name just start ringing? Like, how how did your phone start ringing? How did how did that transpire? You did your amateur fights? Ended up over in Thailand. Kind of break that down for me. uh Had multiple fights over there. I'm assuming or practices or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. I was I was practicing four times a day, man. And uh, and I, I would take a private too. Wow cool ole dong so like like my days every day every day man i would go to practice and then doing like the lunch break like i would go to the beach they would take me to the beach every day man
0: wow to- man is how's the food over there how is the culture like tell me about that oh man uh the, the
1: Thai people are very family oriented very hard working very determined people very, very respectful.
0: Wow do you uh do you miss it? you miss it a little bit? I do, man. I, I want to go back. <laughs> I ain't mad uh it's I, I heard it's beautiful, and her cost of living is good too. Yeah,
1: man. like like you can live for almost you can live a decent life over there, man like like less than less than 10 dollars a day.
0: Seriously. On- yes. 10 American dollars. 10 American dollars. And you can have a good good meals everything. Man, like for a dollar, like almost
1: equivalent to like a dollar and 50, you can have a, a big plate of food. Wow.
0: Now, what about like the the living arrangements? Where did you stay over there? I stayed I stayed in the dorm room's a pocket top team.
1: So, I stayed, like, right where the gym was at.
0: Okay, cool, cool. So, you literally was, uh, you was, dang, you was immersed. Like, literally, you could literally just stay where you at training and physically go work out, eat food. It was places to eat near your campus and all that stuff, too?
1: Yeah, man. It, they, uh, pocket Top Team had a little uh, kitchen called Saba Saba. So, I would eat there every day unless it was, like, Saturdays, like, late yeah. nights day when everything's closed like all the mom and pop places are closed then i would like walk over to like it was this little shack called ali's barbecue
0: yeah or
1: i can walk down to like it was this uh it was this this older man and this older woman and they had um a little cart and they would sell like crepes like strawberry crepes chicken yeah. crepes wow. and, like, they would sell this stuff like every day after i think like seven or eight, you can walk over there and uh-huh. they'd be right there with they little, little cart and everything and the cart was like attached to like on the side of a motorcycle. Man, man, that, man them crates were so good, man. Like all the street dogs would be like lined up too, like waiting for these people every day.
0: <laughs> like throwing ready to eat the trash, huh? Everything. Like that's man, funny, you, man. I'm literally, I literally mean like you would see like
1: 15 to 20 street dogs, like, lined up in the spot waiting on them to come every day.
0: That's crazy. That's crazy, man. Like, and then what, what's, the, what's the temperature feel like? Like, is it cold at certain times? Is it hot? What does it feel like over there?
1: It's like humid, man. It's like oh, okay. 70s, 80s, like humidity. Depends on the season. If it's monsoon season, like, like it'll rain for, like, five, ten minutes real hard. Then the sun will come out, and they get all humid and stuff.
0: Wow. Wow. And then did you, uh, as far as like, like your, uh, relationships and connections you made over there, uh, did you, did you form some good connections and good relationship with other fighters or the coaches kind of tell me about that as well?
1: Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, hell yeah, man. Um, some of the cool, things, man, I, I still talk to them to this day and even like, uh, my friend Charlie, my friend Charlie was like, he'd been living over there for like, like he had been there for like almost like a year almost uh-huh and he was uh he was from Birmingham, uh England, so like he had been there for a while and he had knew everything and everybody and he was just like showing me around man
0: so you got and he's a fighter too is that right yeah Charlie was a fighter too oh that's cool and is he uh is he on is he on the level you on is he is he uh um, a professional fighter or is he still amateur what is he?
1: No, he he was professional over there. Like he, like I think, like like my first week there, he had um, he had a pro uh, Muay Thai fight.
0: Wow, wow! How many Muay Thai fights did you actually have while you were there?
1: Man, I didn't have none. I wanted to, man. They was they. kept telling me to have fights there, but I didn't want to go pro like halfway around the world, man. That but makes I wanted sense. To back home.
0: That makes sense. And then, how did you find? Had you already been with your? Uh, like so so that people know we i guess maybe this would be a good time to break this down um so you have coaches that help you out and and then you have what i would be like an agent or promoter that helps you get fights is it like two it's two different people or sometimes it can be both the same person right That's doing two two different roles right
1: yeah um usually like at the at the local level when you just like starting to make your pro debut or whatever unless you're some type of a or you got some type of hype train, then like your head coach or your coaches will be, they will be like, they will be in a place of your manager and everything.
0: Okay. Okay. And then um, how did you decide when you was going to take that leap? Was it your head coach that put you in position to say, Hey, I think you're ready to go pro. Uh, what conversations will happen? Tell me, tell tell my listeners about that, especially for those who are, up-and-coming individuals who want to be fighters
1: uh like i wanted to have at least like 15 20 like mma fights as an amateur and then have like 30 40 kickboxing fights and try to get do some boxing fights and everything like that but like my coaches my coach was like telling me like it, it kept it, it kept telling me like like Monta, i think you're ready you know and like uh like like, I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I want to have some more kickboxing fights. Like, I want to, like, fully, like, s- see and do and try any and every type of a combat sport there is to do. Right. Because, like, once you go pro,
0: then everything counts. That's true. That's true. So then uh, tell me more about, like, your start. How did you end up in martial arts in general? Uh, Did you play sports in high school? Tell my listeners about your start. How did you get started with your love for martial arts and and, and BJJ or whatever? Tell me your start.
1: So, like, uh, I'm going to finish up that the the last question, the the, the second half of the last question. So, the second half of the last question that uh, you previously asked, um, I knew it was time for me to go pro when I couldn't get, like, any, like, MMA fights. So, I, I knew, like, I had, like, truly outgrown... MMA, my amateur MMA career, I needed to just I needed to go.
0: That and makes then, sense.
1: And then two for your second question, like in high school, in high school, I wrestled in high school. I wrestled my junior and my senior in high school. I made it to state as a as a senior. Uh-huh. I made the national team. I kept wrestling around, wrestling like freestyle and greco, greco primarily. Uh I wrestled an invitational. Team USA versus Team uh, Japan. From there I met the, the guy Robert. I forgot his last name. But he he was like the head coach up at uh the Olympic Training Center uh in Marquette, Michigan. Okay. And I kept wrestling around. But then when wrestling fell through and wasn't it was like there was debating whether wrestling was gonna be a part of Olympics. I just said, forget it, man. But I kept going, I didn't go up there, but I just said, forget it, man. Like, like, I knew, like, if I went up there and wrestling didn't get reintroduced into the Olympics, I was going to be stuck there for, like, a year. I feel Like, that. going to Michigan.
0: Yeah.
1: So I wasn't going to worry about that. And then my friend Devon, like, ever since we was, like, in high school and stuff, like, he always talked about, like, as soon as I'm done with high school, man, I'm going straight into MMA. I'm making it to the USC. I'm, I'm going to knock some people out. I'm going to make some money. <laughs> <laughs> he would talk about it. he watch all the fights everything my friend Devon Bankston every time that's all he would do Is all he would talk about
0: <laughs> it, that's crazy what is so, he doing now he's still fighting he just had a fight <laughs> that's amazing so like he had this fight
1: against uh, Rafion Stotts as an amateur and uh, I think that was they might have been fighting on XFO and Devon was like hey Montel what are you doing If I know you still wrestling around heavy like come on Sundays and just come wrestle around with me at Reds. Like, I got my fight coming up. I'm fighting Ruff- Ruffian Stotts, and he, like, he, like, primarily a wrestler, you know? He was a national champ. Like, just come wrestle around with me. So I'm like, all right, man, whatever. So I started going to Reds on Sunday, and I just started just wrestling. I wrestled with him every day for, like, an hour, hour and 30 minutes up until, like, open mat.
0: Yeah.
1: And then just, like, open, like, rolling for jujitsu. And I ain't know nothing about jujitsu, and man. I just did it with him. <laughs> <laughs> and Devon, like Montel, man, like don't go home yet, man. Just go, like, roll, man. I'm like, what you talking about? Like, you go rust around with these dudes, like, like you know, go, go over there. It's gonna be live, like, just do whatever. So I'm like, all right, man. So I meet this little Puerto Rican cat named Gato. And Gato was like, I think Gato might have been like a blue belt at the time. And like, he would just, he had just, he just, I uh, uh, like grappling and stuff with him. And so he's like, oh, man, Montel, like. You real real good man. You got real potential man. Like why don't you start doing MMA and BJJ man? Like like you know what you doing? Like you just you wasting your time like this this, and this. I'm like man, I got the I don't know man. I don't know nothing about no grappling man. <laughs> I'm straight wrestling these dudes it's like wrestling and riding these dudes. And he like right
0: right.
1: He like man, my It's the same thing. It's just a look, like the rule says a little bit different. Like yeah. Like once like. Once I like you, just keep coming and you see like the way like the real estate is and how things go, like, man, you got this, you can do this. I'm like, man, I got the arm. Oh. Like, He's like, man, just keep coming on Sundays. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you, I'm gonna keep showing you a little bit, of something, something about jujitsu. The only thing I do is just, only thing I do is just, just, just listen to me. And all you gotta do is believe in yourself. So I'm like, all right, man. So I go like three Sundays, straight, Four Sundays, break. This fool got though, man. I'm like, oh man, this dude is crazy, man. Like, this this dude is really crazy. Like, <laughs> I never I never met somebody that's just to to like to, to really like be hyped for you, like to be like pumped for you, like genuinely, Like, man, well, you could do this, man. You could do this. You could do that. And he, he'd be like, he, he got real thick accent because he's Puerto Rican. He'd be like, Papi, all you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be like, he be like, meet, I meet, I meet, I meet, I meet, I meet. He'd be like, excuse your man, man, your man. I'm listening to Gato, like Gato, man. I don't know nothing about this.
0: That's crazy.
1: I kept listening to Gato, man. I kept coming. I kept coming.
0: Damn, that's crazy. So so what, what year is this? What year is this? what?
1: That's like 2013, 14. Okay. One of those years. I think maybe the summer of 2014, maybe. I think that, that's the summer of 2014. So, Gato, he tell me, like, it's a tournament coming up, Montel. It's going to be in Milwaukee. It's called, it's called this USBJJ. It's a little tournament. It's going to be held At Bayview High School, I want you to come. I'm going to be there with you. I'm going to coach you, man. You just got to just sign up and come.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm like, Gato, I don't know. It was, like, two, three weeks away or whatever. Man, every Sunday I came there, got that beat. Man, Montella, if you don't come to this tournament, you're going to be a little pussy. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, he kept saying, like, like, Montella, it's all right to be scared. It's all right to lose. And this, is and this. Like, you just got to you just gotta go out there, you Just You got to just do what you do best. You just got to listen to me, man, this, and this. And you going to win. Can't nobody beat you. This, is and this. I'm like, man, got that. Man, I, I don't know, man. You want some shit, man. I don't know, man.
0: He so,
1: you just, so, just, just trying to hype me up? That's so what I was telling him.
0: How did it go? How'd you do,
1: man? I knew if I did not come to this tournament, I knew God thought I was gonna be a pussy for the rest of my life. <laughs> I, I go to the tournament like you know, like I'm used to like wrestling tournaments and everything. Like they got the brackets up and everybody. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. your yeah. tournament a little bit different. Like they call your group, and they take yeah. the whole group. To the wrestling mat, and yep. you stay there. You don't go anywhere.
0: You don't go nowhere.
1: <laughs> okay, man, this, okay, it is kind of weird, but okay. Got the right there. Got the like. What's the only thing I do? You just gotta just take him down. You're gonna pass his legs, and then just wait for me. I'm gonna tell you what to do because I, I I will move so fast. I'll blow past all the positions, everything, and I would create scramble. I would just be. I it'd be chaos. Okay. Right, right. So Gato just tell me, like, just take him down, pass his legs, and then wait for me. I'm going to tell you what to do if you're not already doing this. So I'm like, all right. First guy, I take him down, pass his legs. I'm looking at Gato. Gato, like, poppy, go put your knee on his belly. Pull his head up. Pull his elbow up. This, is in this. I'm like, oh, man, Gato, I don't know. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I get it on top of him. Everything got the like okay Montel, pinch your knees together, pull his head up. When he opened one of his arms to push, I want you to slide one leg up. This is the niche, you're gonna set up your triangle. I'm like, oh man, and like like being like like beginner, like like novice division or whatever man, I didn't I, like the rounds were so short, the rounds are like four minutes.
0: Yeah, they're quick. It was quick, man.
1: Like by time like I'm I'm like Setting up this triangle and stuff in the first match. I'm about to submit this dude. I just hear the buzzer, ding. Yeah. i like, get up I look at the I'm like, Gato, did I win? I'm like, who, who points is that? And I'm looking at the board, I'm like, oh, probably 2
0: one. <laughs> you got two for the takedown. You got, is it three for guard pass? Three pass <laughs> <to> guard. <laughs> so I,
1: I like just like thrash this dude. So then Gato looking at me like, hey, until now you got you gotta be ready now, Poppy. They know you're a wrestler. They know you can take them down. You gotta be ready. They gonna pull a guard. You gotta do yeah. the same thing, i guard <laughs> So I'm like, all right, got all, right, all right, man. I'm all right, I'm I'm listening to you. Go out there to the do try to pull a guard. I just push him, you know. I ain't know nothing. Like I didn't know like like the rules and like of, like, etiquette and, like, rolling with people. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. it's a, It's
1: a, it's he a, jump. it's He literally tried to jump. I just literally pushed him on the ground, like, woof. Got the look. <laughs> what are you doing? Get on top of this guy. Get on top of the guy. So I get on top of the dude, man. I passed his legs, like, quick. Like, opponent and stuff. Got to, like, okay, Montel. You gonna go for a Kimura. Pull his elbow up. Put your elbow under it. Like, put your elbow on his ribs and hook his arm. Put your face down. Don't be nice. Don't be nice. Don't be nice. That's all you are saying, don't be nice. Don't be nice. <laughs> I'm just, just smashing these dudes, man. That's
0: crazy. So, so I assume you got first place on this.
1: Yeah, man, I got first place, and then the last and like my last match, like the like the first place, I beat the dude and everything, and the dude start talking shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wait a minute, man. Hey, wh- hold on. It's probably two. They probably was from a well-known school. Was it probably a well-known school you beat?
1: Man, I I did not know. I don't know nothing about Jiu-Jitsu schools, about none of that stuff, man.
0: That's the funny.
1: Dudes, the dude start talking shit like, "Hey, this guy's a wrestler. This guy's a sandbagger. This, this, and this." And all. I'm like, "I'm like, the what the the What's a sandbagger?" He like, oh. <laughs> he like, poppy. True, don't worry about it. I'm like, the Sam got This motherfucker keep on calling me a Sam It sounds like he's still, like trying to say I'm cheating or something. Got to like, eh. He like Poppy, true got nothing to worry about.
0: That's funny, man.
1: Gato, like, got to got to tell me, basically tell me, like, hey, this dude, the dude basically been doing jiu-jitsu longer than me. Like, I like I literally knew nothing about jujitsu, other than what got to tell me to do and not to right. do it. Right. And like Got the like he got the like a sandbagger is a guy that's at a higher level, but yep. a piece of level to to win the brackets or to yeah. win the yeah, and got the like dude just a little pussy he he like a fourth grade white right belt he a little pussy that got beat by a motherfucker with no experience that's why he mad <laughs> he, like, he like he like come on let's go to the podium and get your medal <laughs> so I'm looking like no this motherfucker said I'm cheating got I'm like I'm like man man got the title we can go outside we can just we can go outside. You
0: about
1: to get serious. Yeah, I, I told him like, man, fuck, fuck this tournament shit. We can go outside with this. Like, keep talking shit. We can go outside. Got to like, yeah. go oh man, that motherfucker mad because he got he, he he took second and he been doing this for almost a year or two. I That's just got crazy. damn man. From there, I just I just kept coming and got those like, man, Montel sign up, sign up at Red you Jiu Jitsu. Like, sign up and you know start doing MMA. And ever since then, man, I just, I just started, and I, got just fucking just knocking everybody out and just winning, man.
0: That's good, man. Now, is he still, is he still training, Gato? Is he, is he still working out?
1: Yeah, man. Gato just got his black belt. Uh, I think this year or last year, he just got his black belt. Ah. He got a school that he teach little kids at, man. It's called Elevation Jiu Jitsu.
0: That's amazing, man. Shout out to, shout out to him giving back. Congrats on the new school, man! Brazilian Jiu Jitsu lovers uh, like myself, I've been training for a long time as well. Uh, definitely know your stride. Congrats, man! Into the last dragon, definitely showing you love. Uh, so, so let's keep going, man! You you started that training journey. You fast forward all the way through through training, ten fights. Fast forward, ended up in in Thailand. Then you return back, come back, and tell us about that. You come home, your coaches start giving you additional fights, and they start telling you you're ready.
1: Yeah, man, I had, I had like, a couple, couple Muay Thai fights. I had some kickboxing fights. And then um, from there, um, that was like, okay, Montel, like, I think it's ready for you to make your jump, man. Let's do it. Like, you ready? Like, you want to do this? I'm like, yeah, man, like. I think time is of the essence and I think I gotta seize the opportunity right now and make my jump. So I did. And my first fight, my first fight, I knocked the dude out in the first round. That was on PRFC, I knocked do it out, Josh Weissman. Like wow. I like like I just like to be honest with you, man, like it was even harder like to get me like a pro debut fight, you know. So that was like so, like, just for that guy, like, even taking that fight, man, I'm, like, I'm just internally, like, grateful to that guy. Like, thank you, man. That's
0: crazy. That's crazy. Why, why do you think it was so hard? Because they felt people just knew your, your record from what you did on the amateur scene? Why do you think it was just so hard to get you them fights?
1: Man, I, I think all over the region, man, um, I, was, I was a problem, and I, I was going to cause a lot of people problems, you know, like yeah. fighting-wise skill set so they was like nah you ain't for to bust up our prospects and then the dude be shook and shit so they like uh-uh that's
0: crazy who who, who uh so what's the next fight you uh fight number two happens and three Tell about two and three so fight number two happens i fight like again like
1: it was hard to like find me like opponents and stuff because everybody else that had like a three and record, a 4 0 a five and all record, like a like a good solid guy or whatever. They one fucking around. They like, uh-uh, man, this dude one and This dude had a good rec good amateur career, like this dude is
0: legit. Like, they ain't want to take the risk.
1: Uh-uh. Yeah. Like they would tell you in your face, like the fight game, like they'd tell you like, oh, we ain't afraid of you. We ain't afraid of nothing about you. But right now, for us, it don't, it don't make sense for us. They, they'll literally tell you, go get some wins and come back, and
0: we'll talk. That's crazy. That's crazy. How, how, much, how much can you get paid off of doing, like, the leap from amateur to a pro? How much is a, a local fight can, can pay a, a fighter that's local? Like, uh, what's a good number that you've seen from fifty dollars to a thousand, whatever you want to say. What's a good number that you've seen?
1: Okay, so like for a pro debut, and and this this is another thing about the fight game that that they really don't tell you as an amateur, especially in MMA man. A lot of these promoters, man, they don't put on they don't put on pro fights. They don't put on like most of their cars don't be pro fights. you be mm. all amateur. Amateurs, they don't really pay anything for amateurs. Don't get paid nothing,
0: they don't get paid, right? So,
1: yeah, so like you see them cars that's filled up with like 20 30 fights or nothing but amateurs and no pro fight. Them dudes taking out all the money and they not paying anything. They might give what up to upwards up to like 50 to 100 dollars worth of gas money, cover a hotel stay for a night or two, and that's it. Everything else is all money for them. So like, like, that's wow. like one of the things I had to learn as an amateur, like, oh, man, like, like, why is like there isn't any that many pro fights?
0: It's a lot of it's a lot of risk with that. Like you risking your body, your health. Um, you got to you're on the hook for your own insurance. I'm assuming something happens all the above. Oh, uh,
1: no. Uh, th- th- Actually, with the with the fights and everything, most state commissions, they got to have insurance for you.
0: Oh, good. Okay.
1: And if they okay. don't, you should be fighting there. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So then, so then the, the next couple fights you had, how did it lead up? Tell us the, the build-up to uh, sitting down and getting that opportunity with the UFC.
1: So, like, uh, so I, I fight this dude named Sean Hoffman for my second fight. I beat that guy in the first round. Oh, I was supposed to have some fights, but they, they fell through. So I end up, I end up fighting. I end up like my friend end up my like 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 my best friend ended up getting killed. So then, like I I, I didn't really want to fight no more. Like I I really didn't have the heart to fight no more. Uh huh. Like I just like I was in a dark place. So like like my last thought was like like to even go out and fight or even pursue fighting anymore.
0: Right.
1: Like, like it just went on my mind right at that point. So. Like like my coach they just they just kept telling me, like, oh man, my touch is, man, just come back to the gym, man. Come back to the gym, man. Like, man, you like 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 man, you you gonna just throw away your opportunities, man. Look, look at all the stuff you went through, all the stuff you didn't endure. Like, like 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 you can change your life, man. You can change like your your family's life. You can change like like the lives of like the people that's gonna watch you, man, the people from your neighborhood and all like, all the kids you look up to and stuff. Even yeah. the kids you call, you can you can do this, man. You can you can do something. Like that. that's all they just kept telling me. They just kept telling me that. So then like I just I just slowly just like you know, just like I just had to have some self-accountability, man. Just stop feeling sorry for myself.
0: Like let's just, re- just get
1: like, like like man, let's go to the gym, man. Like like like, like let's let's go, Montel, let's go. Let's and go. rest let's- in
0: peace, man. Rest in peace to your friend. My condolences on that, man. It's lost to your best friend.
1: Yeah, man. God bless the dead. So like I, I had my third fight down in Iowa, and I fought this dude Terrence Allman, like all the way to, like it was like my first fight I ever went to a decision with man. This dude was tough man, but I I, I beat the I beat that dude down man. <laughs> I mean I'm I'm for real man man that man that motherfucking head was so hard man. What? Like, my- <laughs> Man, my elbows was hurting. Man, I, I was hitting dude all up in all in his head with them elbows. My 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 elbows was hurting for like two days, man.
0: What? That's crazy. That's crazy. And he was he a big dude or he just had solid bones, like hard skull or something?
1: Man, that that, that dude was like like five six, five seven. He was like stocky and stuff. He he was a former wrestler too. Okay.
0: But that,
1: Dude, that dude head was just, was just like hard, man. That, that motherfucker had some real density in them bones, man. That's, That's crazy. Cool. And then from there, uh, I was 3-0. I went back to Minnesota. I had fought uh, Jesse Wan- Wanamaker. He was 3-1. I ended up fighting him. I ended up stopping him. I think I, I stopped him in the second. Got the TKO. Mm-hmm. And then my fourth fight. Yeah, I think that I think that's my fourth fight. My fourth fight, I fought, um, I fought uh, Darren McCants. He was he was four and zero. He was four and zero against my four and zero, and that was my fifth fight. And that was back in uh, Minnesota too, on Driller. And I end up, I, I end up knocking him out in the first round with in twenty seven wow. seconds with elbows. Wow! So I, I I literally I literally put him away, and then. Um, then after that after that uh my coaches started shopping me around, started shopping me around and stuff to get like fights and stuff. And after that fight, cause like he was like a like a top regional prospect and everything, and so was I. And I had beat him in twenty-seven seconds, man. And when I did that, that 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 was I, I was crazy, man.
0: Is that when everybody started to really pay attention on the on a on a larger scale? It was it, it was some really some uh you took people took notice after that fight, basically, like big time, the, the bigger eyes.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. On the regional scene, like on regional scene, everybody really like really was like, okay, we we gotta we gotta see now. We gotta we gotta put our we gotta put our guy against their guy, like. Like like now it, it started to get it was on um, like it started to get serious and then now I start to get like man, people started like emailing me like through Facebook and like Instagram, like from all over the country, like from wow. even from the end of stuff, like telling me like, hey, we got a fight opportunity for you, this is a this, like uh can you have your manager give us a call or would you like to know more details and all that stuff?
0: Wow. That's crazy. So, so then, uh, keep going, keep telling us the story. What happens next? So, so what happens next is, uh, like, like my
1: head coach, uh, my head coach Jake, he was, he was like being like my manager, like fight booker and everything on like the regional, like the regional scene. And like, he basically tells me like, he basically tell me like, like a little bit after that fight, like Montel, I can only take you so far. And this, and this is, what he believed was like the farthest he can take me for that point in my career, as being like my manager or whatever. So he told me like, "I'm telling you to find you a manager, you need to find you like a a manager or a manager group that that has the connections to get you to that to get you to that big stage." So I'm like, "Man, Jason, I'm I'm telling like, man, Jake, I, I don't I don't know, I don't know like no managers or anything like that. Like, like man, like like I really don't even like." want to deal with like sponsors and stuff like why would i want to deal with another a whole another person and stuff about like fights and fight opportunities and everything and he like no man said i'm telling you you need to be serious get serious one time stop playing around you just can't just wing some shit or throw some shit in the air and think it's gonna stick like
0: right right
1: you really need to go look around and find you a manager that can get you to that next level so i'm like okay so i start asking her like uh some of like some of, like, the fighters on our fight team, like, Zach, I asked him, like, like, who his manager was, that was Zach Otto and stuff, I asked him who his manager was, and I asked Rick Glenn who his manager was, I asked our other fighter, Leah, who, who her manager was, I asked Tim who his manager was, I asked other people, like, Callie Robbins, like, Rick Glenn, I asked Armandale, I asked, like, all the local fighters I knew, like, who that manager was, what's the pros and the cons of having a manager, not having a manager, this, this, and this. So, uh, I end up like uh, contacting um, well, I ended up having like Jake, like contact like uh, like Jason House from Iridium and stuff. I was like, I going to sign with him. Like, he seemed like the like the best option for me right now. And like, I I heard everything like everything I ever heard about like that management group and him being a manager was like good and stuff like he was a good like solid guy yeah so i end up signing with him and he he end up like basically he end up by like, basically like give me like 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 he end up he basically like man like he basically like got me on the contender series like, i got on daniel white's contender series at five and oh like wow like like i like i don't like i think i just i probably it'd probably be like another like two years if i didn't like like sign with like jason house in the like i i don't think i would have got that fight like to even like get like that chance to even get signed like
0: that's crazy. So he got you on the series. Um, think. Looking back at it now, do it feel like it went by so fast? Like, did it feel like it was just like overnight? Like that wasn't that long ago, right? Man, I man, that was last year June, man. That's that crazy.
1: Was, that was literally last year June, man. Like I already had three fights in the UFC already, like. Like that, like I just like like I I always knew like I always knew this like this time was gonna come for me. So like oh I wanted to be ready like and like like I thought like after my Dana White contender series fight like I committed like three fouls in a fight and they they didn't sign me like right away. Right. So like my manager kept telling me and my coach like man I tell like like bro get your head out your ass like. I get back in the gym man I get back to training like what are you doing like come train come train come train and then like I get the fight opportunity to fight Ricky Simone on short notice as a late replacement I'm like oh shit here go my opportunity man like
0: right right
1: like, I got I got I got to go like I, I got to take this fight like this, this is my fight like this is this is like this is how like I get in the door like boom like us it's going like even even like just thinking Ricky Simone too, like I was a tough fight. Like he could have chose to fight somebody else, man. Like, like like he chose to fight me and he gave me the opportunity to like
0: to get in, man. Like that's good. That's good. Yeah. So then so tell me more. And you got you did how did that fight go? Uh, was you said it was a tough fight. How long were the rounds? Tell us a little bit about that one.
1: Like Rick, Rick that the Ricky Simone fight was like like I end up, I end up losing that fight. Like I, I just didn't have like the gas. I didn't have like the tank, man. I didn't have the cardio for like a fight, like just boom, like to pop up like that. So,
0: so and I like last minute. That's tough. That's not an easy task to take on a, uh, overnight. Let's do it. That's hard. They've been yeah, training, you know.
1: Yeah, but like I, I, I didn't care, man. Like uh like, 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 like I'm, I'm a. Like, I'm like, I know I'm a fucking killer. Like, there's no ifs, ands, buts about it. Like, I'm not afraid of no man, no challenge, big, tall, or small, man, woman, child, beast. Like,
0: right, right, right.
1: (laughs) And then, like, you just got to just, like, just, like, I know, like, where I, like, neighborhood I'm from, like, like, I'm a risk taker. So, like, boom, like, life's a gamble. Like, like, I bet on myself. Like, so I'm like, boom, like, I'm, I'm with it.
0: All right, so check that out. End of the last dragon. If you just heard that, that was a nugget. He said he bets on himself. He believes in himself. That's one nugget you definitely should take away from just, just hearing that. That is definitely inspiring right there. All right, keep going.
1: So from there, I, I lose the decision by, by Ricky Simone. But like I knew like I knew like 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 Montel like like okay, we, we in the door. You sign. You, you got, like, a four-fight deal or whatever. This is one of your fights. You got three more fights to go. Whatever happened, it already happened. You need to get back in the gym. You need to get focused. Take control. Like, no fucking around. Like, you need to go. So, I, I get back in the gym, man. I get to fight. The fight offered to fight Brian Killeher in New York, Madison Square Garden. I'm oh like, oh, shit. Lightning don't strike twice, but god damn, like... <laughs> Like, man, I, I remember, like, it, it It was, like, even thinking about it, like, I try not to even think about it because I try not to do dwell on the past and I try not to, like, like stop thinking, like, about what's next and always preparing for what's next. So, I just, I, I just, it's it just fucked up, man. It's crazy to think, like, man. I remember, like, I couldn't get it. I was, like, it was hard for me to even get fights as, a, as, like, an amateur and going pro. Like, I remember telling guys, like, man, listen. Like I don't, I don't even care about getting paid right now. Like I, like I don't care. I need this fight, man. I need this W. Like I, I need to get to that, get to that. I need to step, I need to step to that, to to that next level. Like
0: alpha level.
1: Yeah, hell yeah, man. I, I would tell them dudes like, man, I would fight for free. I would give you my purse. <laughs> like that shit don't make like no difference, man. To me, like man, listen, I I will give you my purse. Sign a contract. I give you my purse. Like I don't even care.
0: So you so how did that fight go? That was that was major lights, man. Madison Square Garden is like wow. Tell me about that,
1: man. Madison Square Garden, man. The day of the fight, Brian Kilmeade gets sick. He got food poisoning. Ah, uh, so, like we literally on the bus, like the limousine, basically to head over to the to Madison Square Garden, like. Montel got off the bus. I'm like, what are you talking about? Got off the bus? Like, you gonna go to hell I was at a fight. Like, I think I was like fighting number one or two. Like, yeah. I'm, show up. Like, what are you talking about? Get off the bus. So I get off the bus. They just tell me like, oh man, i tell you fights. Oh, Brian can hurt sick. I'm like, man, what the? F-? Come on,
0: Lord. man. That's crazy. So how do they how do they contest that? That means no match for you. Does that mess with your draw or anything, or do you get to still get? It just fights off. Okay, so you still get paid though for training and showing up and making weight? I got show money. That was about it. But Th- that's what I was wondering if that, dude, you got. It.
1: Like I, I, didn't really even care about that, man. Like, like, man, I, I'm
0: trying to fight the Madison Square Garden. Like, I know, right? <laughs> still the opportunity to say you was that was you was a part of that. That's something you can tell your kids. Like, check me out. You know what I'm saying? That's major, man. That's major. So, all right. So, tell me next. What was the next one?
1: So so they they rebooked the fight again. They rebooked the fight again, like I think six to eight weeks later. And uh-huh. I was on that. And I was on that John Jones card that was supposed to be in Vegas, but it got moved to Inglewood, California, at the Forum. Yeah. So I was on that card.
0: Is that was Jones versus who?
1: That was Jones versus Gustafson.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay, got you.
1: And and we had that. That was at. Jones versus Gustafson, they had Cyberg versus um, Amanda Nunez.
0: Yeah, hey, do you that, that energy because of Jones at the time, man? I mean, anytime Bones Jones, that's, that's, a, that's a big deal, man. He brings another level of energy, kind of like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, Israel doing the same thing. Certain is just bring this, these energy levels times 10. I think people definitely tune in. You know what I'm saying? Like people, and like you said, you got soft. Oh, come on, man! You has them. Uh, that was a that's major by itself, right there. That, that was a stat card.
1: Man, I, I just I, like like man. It was like so much stuff went wrong. Like when I was cutting weight and everything, and I'm like, boom, dead weight. Like I'm one pound away. They're like, oh, Monty, you're going on the scale right now. I'm literally like, come on man, like what the f come on man. Did
0: you make it? You made it right? I mean it's weighed about one pound. One pound?
1: Literally one pound. Run ah. out of time.
0: That's crazy.
1: So then like I finished Brian Kellerhart, and like a minute in some um, like a like a cotton with a good elbow shooting in. Came in like he throws on back up against the cage, but like I was already pivoted off, so I just hooked his head and boom, good elbow, put him down, got him in the darts, finished him.
0: So how does that work? Because you miss weight, tell my listeners how that works.
1: All right, I had like a phenomenal performance, but since I missed weight, it disqualifies me from like receiving like the fight of the night, submission night, performance of the night bonus. Like like the fifty Gs for me was off the table. Like boom done
0: that a hey, hands down that's a major frustration so so listeners just so you understand he had an expectation he agreed to fight at a certain weight and he signed a contract to be at that certain weight by weigh-ins you see this all the time uh it's, it's a really big hype situation on most every fight weigh-ins is what they call them and they do this before prior to their fight and they sometimes uh, individuals will carve up slash wa- put water back on their body, get full again after they've made their weight. Is that right to say that? Is that correct? Hell yeah. Yeah, so so he had to make the weight. He didn't make the weight and uh, because he didn't make the weight, even though he won the fight, he uh, was disqualified from, from getting a lot of the other perks that could have happened. Alright, keep going.
1: So, so boom, that fight's over. Like I'm like, damn, like God, damn. Like, I just, <laughs> you, you just feel it, like, damn. You you back, you back in the locker room, sick, like man. So like I'm like, all right, boom, it happened, it's over. On to the next one. So my next fight, I fought Andre Sicomtil, and um, like he he had he was on like I think he was on a win streak. And, like, he had fought Sean O'Malley and everything. So, like, it was a, I guess a, a, it was, like, a, a good test for me or whatever against somebody that was a striker. And, like, he he basically told me, like, oh, man, I ain't wrestling. Like, this dude ain't been hit yet. i want to see how he responds to getting hit. Nobody's never touched him. for when we saying this and this. So, like, like I make way everything. That was when Israel fought uh, Kevin Gaslam.
0: Oh, and, and Yeah.
1: And that same night, Max Holloway fought Dustin Poirier for the 55 interim title.
0: Yeah.
1: So, like, I'm I'm on that card, and we in Hot (laughs)
0: Atlanta.
1: Boy, y'all, boy. Hey,
0: hey, we can't we can't go into that. We never. (laughs) We just leave it right there. We leave it. I can I can imagine Atlanta was popping. (laughs) Atlanta was crazy. <laughs> All right, so so uh how did the fight go? You made the weight, how did that fight go?
1: So I I make weight. Um I I dominated Andre Sukumita uh like striking wise and like uh like like I, I like I knew like I knew I if I put enough pressure on him uh once he got against the cage, um I would, I would wrestle him. Clinch with him and see how he would respond, and uh, and like from the observations that I made, you know, from in, in the ring and stuff, like I knew, like okay, I don't think he's that confident with the clinch, and I don't think he's that confident, like you know, like wrestling or whatever. So I got him up against the cage, man. I just I grounded him down, and I I would just take him down with like a single, or I would use like a I would use a knee pick, as they would call it in Greco, and I would take him down, and I would just like pound him and stuff and uh put him in bad spots and try to score strikes so from 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 like start to finish and stuff like i, I dominated him it was it was a good performance for me but like 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 whenever i don't finish people or like i'd be upset man i'd be upset with myself
0: but you got the win
1: i got the win but i got i'd, I'd be upset like
0: that's hey, keep that keep that pressure on yourself, man. That's good. That's not that's a uh, that's a hunger, right? You hungry there. That means you ain't you you want to keep eating. You know what I'm saying? I'm with you. Man, I I'd
1: I be I'd be I'd be, be upset like like you, you just don't know, like I especially like you. like the day after I go back and I watch the fight again and uh like I'm I'm very like self like criticizing man, like like, small stuff, or even stuff, like, like, at the conclusion of, like, the first round, the second round, and, like, I'm, like, damn, okay. In my head, like, I take in with, like, the simple things that they told me to do, and then I, I think to myself, like, damn, like, I should capitalize on this, this, and this, and then I go out, and I try to make the adjustments, and, like, you know, like, put it together and apply it, you know? So, uh, I mean, It'd it be tough, man. Like, I feel like it. That, when it comes to strike and everything, and it, like my mind just be bitch bouncing like boom, 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 boom. Yeah.
0: Now, now, um, during all of this, are you thinking back, uh, about your journey? Because at this time, this is last year, late December. Was this around December of last year?
1: Uh, December was when I fought Kelleher. And then april this year april is when i fought uh super
0: okay got you got you okay so during all this um does it seem like surreal with that journey this story that you didn't told my listeners uh like do it feel like uh like a dream you know what i'm saying like look at this dream like your friend told you he's like i'm gonna be this fighter and then now you you probably looked at him like, huh? And look, it's you playing a lot, you playing it right now. You playing your life story. Like family is proud. Family is down here in St. Louis, Missouri. Everybody knows we root for you. We 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 very proud, man. Just keep it up. We excited for you. But tell tell us how it feels, man. How's it? Does it feel like a dream right now?
1: Uh like. Like I don't, I don't even think about it, man. I feel that.
0: Like, I,
1: I don't. I don't even like. I don't even want to like put that in my head. Like I accomplished something or I, I did something. Like, like it. Even even like when people tell me, like I I go back to like when I be in my neighborhood and stuff, my old neighborhood. Like like all my childhood friends and stuff, the ones that's out. Like they always tell me, like, oh man, gonna, like like man Montel, your neighborhood hero, man. You just don't know. Like this is this or even like. And I see people from my past and everything and they just be like, oh man, tell, and I see you, I see you, man. I see you, you doing your thing, man. Man, you're a bad motherfucker. This is this, this. Like, man, come on, come on, let let me fight, let me fight. Come on, motherfucker. You, you can't fight, motherfucker, you can't fight. Like, it. could <laughs> be funny, man, but then it'd be like like I just like I don't even I don't even like I like like I, I like I, I understand it, and I see it and I enjoy you and then I just I just, just tell myself like you gotta go like that much harder now like
0: that's, that's that's great, man. That your humility is really shining through, man. That's amazing. So what I have to do now, man? This is right around that time uh, where I I get to give you a enter the last dragon. Roy Robb's hidden clues, and you got to answer some questions for me. Um, I'm gonna base this around uh, a little bit of history. And let's see if uh, this is basic information, basic stuff out there. Name for me uh, four, since we strictly stuck with. Name for me four major uh, fighting organizations that are. They used to be big, but you don't even know about them now anymore. Can you name four of them for me?
1: Okay, uh, that right there that that's pretty that's pretty easy, man.
0: Yeah, so, give me okay, four.
1: Okay, so number one uh, is K one.
0: Yep. All right. Good job.
1: Well, uh, man, some of the man the, the you talk about the glory days of kickboxing, man. Like K one was awesome. Yes,
0: sir. Hey, K1, hands down, got so many people. Keep going, man. My bad. You about to get me excited. Keep going. Keep going. Okay.
1: We got K1. We got Pride. Yep. Pride was crazy. Yes, sir. Okay. what, What the hell is the name of that place?
0: We got. I give you one. I give you. Are you got it? You got it.
1: got World Series of Fighting.
0: Okay, so in and is that Japan? No,
1: that was that was like based in the states. That was a little bit around everywhere.
0: I don't. I don't remember them. I was. I I, I was assuming you was gonna come with Strike Force next. They're nowhere to be found. My last one. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So you already with me? All right, cool, cool. All right, now, now. I have to ask you this. Or,
1: or not. Or, or not. ready yet. You, you, can, you can take out World Series of Fight Me because that, that turned into PFL. You can go with WEC.
0: Okay. All right. I'm cool with that. Exactly. I'm with you on that. That's perfect. That's perfect. Now, if you have the opportunity to share the ring and you can either train or just practice with two individuals, they could be the same person. You can answer this however you want to be. Professional fighter from any time period. Who you who would you match up with? Who would you want to train with? And who would you want to fight?
1: Uh, I, I really want. I really wouldn't want to fight neither one of those guys because they, they always tell you like. Well, in general, they always like it's a it's a saying that they always say don't meet your heroes. But okay. But like the two people who, like that I would like 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 we want to like train with from like any time period of combat sports the first one I want to train with is Marvin Hagler excuse me Marvelous Marvin Hagler (laughs) 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 hey
0: hey it has them hands bruh hey dude's got hands bruh that's amazing okay keep going who else you got
1: so I got Marvelous Marvin Hagler as one and my second one
0: Ernesto Hoost. That's what I was about to say, dude. And hey, look, as soon as you brought K1 up, I was going to go into him, man. When I say he, you, first of all, you don't want to be kicked by Ernesto. <laughs> he was so beast mode, man. Like the dude, the dude is like, I don't, was that, uh, the, he fought somebody. uh he fought somebody. You remember you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes. Yes. Keep going, say it again. Say it again. He fought who? He fought Bob Sapp. Yes right. And Bob Sapp being almost three times his weight. Towers over him. He put Bob on his knees with them legs kick, leg kicks. Yeah. Like <laughs> You talk about chopping. Chop him! Chop the tree down!
1: Man, he, he kicked him. He kicked that motherfucker leg off. <laughs> I don't but, know what he's saying. He kicked that motherfucking leg off.
0: Man, that was crazy. well well, well, well check this out. I need you to do me a favor, man. Right now, uh I give my listeners opportunity to figure out where they can find you. All the information will be in the show notes below. But tell them. Once again, how do they reach you? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the above. What's your handles?
1: Okay, my my Facebook handle is uh, Montel Jackson, Montel Quick Jackson on Facebook. I got a fan page. Um, my Instagram is Yo Soy Rapido, and that translates to I am fast or I am quick. And then my Twitter is montello One Thirty Five.
0: My man, my man. I appreciate you, brother. Uh, Thank you for coming in A lot of value out of this You dropped a lot of nuggets Talking about the management Talking about the coaches Talking about MMA Your journey across the board In this fight world We are rooting for you Keep it up Keep up all the hard work Very proud of you Uh, Mass success to you in the future And I'm definitely going to have you back on Once again, your host Roy Robb Enter the last dragons.